Welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jans. My guest today is Chris Martinez. He is the current CEO and co-founder of Dude Agency, Dude Agency IO, an outsourced web development firm in Tijuana, Mexico. So Chris, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. So let's talk about websites in the big picture. Um, you know, for, for businesses, particularly small businesses, I have a lot of small business owner listeners, you know, what's the role of the website today? What's its, what's its job? Uh, I think that you know, there's, there's several jobs, but overall, you know, like if you're looking big picture, uh, you know, it's got to be a revenue generator for you. It's got to be a way that you can capture and then with some other software integrations, nurture leads. Uh, and eventually convert those people into to paying customers. I read a statistic the other day that that said something along the lines of eighty two percent of people that visit your website are first of all doing it for the first time, and secondly, um, won't take any action that first visit. I mean, does that if that statistic's true, and I, I you know I think that we can all agree to some to some extent it is. Um, what does that implicate for? somebody building or, or, or somebody you know, using a website in their business? I think it's very, very accurate. I think it's very accurate for the majority of people who have websites. I also think it's reflective of just the world in general, you know, because like the first time that you meet somebody, you don't really – like if you were to walk into a store for a first time, you never knew who they were. You know, a lot of the times you don't buy anything. You know, people are, are trying to gather information – and then once they have some information and they feel like they can make an educated decision, that's when they get further down into the funnel and they're ready to make a buying decision. So, so with that in mind, um, if somebody comes to you and says, I want a website, um, and they don't have any real ideas in mind, in your kind of checklist of you know, how to design a site, are there some must-have elements that, that at least for today you, you would tell pretty much – Obviously, different industries have some different things, but for the most part, are there some elements that you think need to exist in some way on every website? So th that's kind of a loaded question, and I'm going to give you a plug right now because uh, it, it absolutely has to start with a strategy, right? You do need basic fundamentals of your message, uh, identifying your market, and then having some sort of offer. And then once you have those fundamentals in place and you have their overall strategy – then you can start going into the website <clears throat> and you can basically transfer all the things that you created as a part of the strategy to the website. So <clears throat> in terms of like things that you absolutely want to have, I mean, you have just a couple of seconds to capture somebody's attention when they come to your website for the first time. So you absolutely need to be able to communicate to them what it is that you do, how you help them and what that person is supposed to do next. And I'm kind of swiping that from Dennis uh, or Donald Miller. Sorry, I almost said Dennis Miller. Uh, Donald Miller and StoryBrand, because that's what a lot of you know what he says is like you know passing the grunt test. And and so you know those are three elements, and that's more along the lines of copy. But in terms of like layout and design, like you absolutely want to have those three things above the fold, meaning before somebody has to scroll down a website, that's what uh, that that visitor is going to see, and then uh, uh, a call to action. A primary call to action and then a secondary call to action. And uh, then, you know, as you scroll through, the other things that we recommend are like testimonials and social proof, um, a, a very, very simple explanation of how you help a client go from point A to point B. So ideally, like it shows your three three or four step system. And so, so that's basically it. You know, you want to have 
I also like, you know, simple thing is images, right? You want images that show real people. So real images are always going to outperform stock images. And you want to show images of people who look uh, and seem like your ideal client. So over the years, uh, design trends, you know, seem to come and go. So, you know, we originally had kind of very homepages were very small. They had a lot of navigation, you know, options on them. And, and essentially the, it was like an index page. That's what we actually called them, right? And, and, and so the goal was somebody hears every option, like a table of contents, go find what you're looking for. Uh, today, it seems like we have the long scrolling kind of journey page. Um, you see times when people use a lot of stock photos and now it seems like we're into a lot of illustrations that are very light and airy and a lot of white space. How do you, how do you manage as a design firm, you know, how do you manage the fact that or balance maybe the fact that, that, you know, people want to kind of see, they, they want their site to look updated. Um, but then, you know, we're jumping on one trend to the next. I mean, is there, is there some sort of balance or, or I guess another way to ask that is, is, you know, are there trends that are driving your design today? Yeah. Design definitely matters. It's really hard to pinpoint, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to hit the ball out of the park every single time. Every business is a little different. Every industry is a little bit different. Design does matter, but what matters most is your ability to convey how you help people. So let's look at the flip side of one of the most ugly websites in the world that absolutely crushes it, Craigslist. Now, everybody has used Craigslist for the most part. And if you've never heard of Craigslist, please go type in craigslist.com or .org and, and look at it. It's the ugliest, most simple website ever, but it absolutely conveys what it is that they've done, what they do, and it, it helps people get what they're looking for. So it, like at the end of the day, you do have to – show people how you help them, whether that be through a video or actual text or, you know, even like a, a podcast interview. Um, and that, that is what really is going to help you to generate more leads and, and sales. And then the other thing that you want to think about is how are people coming to your website? So they, maybe they heard you on a podcast interview and they're like, oh my God, the story that John just told is like amazing. Um, I'm really, really excited. And so when that person comes to your website, they're already a little bit further down in the funnel. So the design might, might be different uh, or the impact that the design has might be different based on where that person is coming from. If they heard you from Yelp, you know, it's a different story. If it's the first time that they've ever heard you because they Googled you and your name popped up for uh, you know, marketing agency, um, then that person's going to be at a different stage. And, and so you know, design, design matters, but it, there's all these other things that you need to take into consideration as well. So that leads me right to my next question. Uh, I, I think there was a time when people would say, let's go get a website. Um, as it was kind of a separate element of everything else they were doing, you know, they had all their other channels. Um, and I think a lot of websites were designed that way. I mean, I remember in the early days, um, you know, people would have sites, they wouldn't have their logos on them. They would be different colors. I mean, it was like they, nobody, nobody actually talked to anybody else at the business when they designed the site. But, but, but today, I mean, it's, it's clear that, that, you know, you can't have a website without content or you can't have a useful website without a ton of content. You can't have probably a useful website from a marketing standpoint without considering 
search engine optimization, even in the design phase. I mean, so how do you, how do you balance design content and SEO? Because I think they, I think they almost have to be done together, don't they? Yeah. So (laughs) the easy answer is to hire somebody who knows what they're doing. (laughs) Cause if you're, if you're, if you're a business owner, it's very, very difficult for you to be able to, to implement all these things yourself. uh, in addition to running your own business. Um, but you know, uh, Everything does need to work together and it needs to be congruent um, in conveying your message. So for like design, for example, I'm not a designer just, you know, I, 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 we have a lot of designers here and I've hired many of them, amazing ones. Uh, and so, you know, there's a thing called color theory and different, basically color theory is that different colors convey different emotions. So depending on who your client is and the type of or, uh, company that you have in your, your, uh, your value proposition, you want to have certain colors that ref- that reflect and convey emotions to that prospective visitor. Uh, in terms of copy, I mean, you know, copy is unbelievably important because people are going to read, you know, what what's on the page, and that's how they're going to. One of the ways that they're going to deter- determine whether or not you can help them or not. Uh, and then in terms of development, you know, uh, designers can design amazing things, or you might have some concepts in your brain as to how you want things to function on the website. And a developer has to come in and be actually able to make those things come to reality on a website. So I, I and, and then from the marketing team, you know, how are we going to drive traffic? How are we going to um, optimize things and basically, you know, get the most leads that we possibly can and making tweaks and changes as we uh, as we go along the way. And now a little word from our sponsor. Intercom wants more of the nice people visiting your website to give you money. So they took a little chat bubble in the corner of a website and packed it with conversational bots, product tours, NPS surveys, all sorts of things that amplify your team and help you reach more nice people. Intercom customer unity got 45% more loyal users with Intercom in just 12 months. Go to intercom.com slash podcast to start making money from real-time chat. Then see everything else Intercom can do. That's intercom dot com slash podcast. Okay, so we, we've talked a lot about the importance, the the overarching importance of a website. And so I think that puts a lot of pressure on on getting it done. So you actually have a uh, you have a certain model for uh, working with business owners, and you work with a lot of agencies. You're you're a partner of Duct Tape Marketing. Um, let's let's just kind of briefly define, you know, what are kind of the options out there for somebody trying to get a website built? So they realize maybe they're starting a new business. Um, and so they're starting from scratch. You know, what, what, what are the many options, um, that, that they have available to get a website built? Um, I mean, I, I like to say that there's really only three options, uh, you know, that you can do it yourself. You can hire an in-house team to, to do it, or you can outsource it to uh, basically contract an agency or you know your local web development company to be able to build that for you. Um, and most people, when they're starting out, they opt for uh, option one, which is doing it themselves, or hiring a company to be able to do it for them. Well, and and really, you know, over over time, the it's gotten easier. I mean, the, you've got WordPress as a as a core, um, you know, CMS, and there's lots of themes and there's lots of page builders. So the, so in, in a lot of ways. Getting it done, I mean, just physically getting it done has gotten a lot easier. But again, I think the question comes down to getting it done well um, 
is is one consideration. And the other consideration for a lot of business owners is, is that a good use of your time? I mean, I, I know I used to actually put together WordPress websites. And I mean, you know, you can go down a black hole and, you know, two days have passed and you haven't eaten, you know, you haven't drank any water. I mean, you know, it's, if the site's done, but, you know, maybe that wasn't a good use of your last two days. So um, I'd, I'd like to give you an opportunity to kind of explain um, your model at Dude Agency because I think it's a bit of a hybrid. Yeah, so we we work with digital agencies. So those companies that are building out the websites, um, you know, they're typically very, very good at the strategy and they're very good at sell- selling, you know, so they work with the local businesses and they come up with this overall plan. And then where they struggle is they they have a hard time in the operations and actually getting these projects completed on time and on budget. And that's basically where we come in and we give the agencies the uh, people as well as the processes so that they can take on more projects and get these projects done uh, profitably. And so our process is basically, you know, we run a subscription-based model. We have a team of people. My company's, like you mentioned in the beginning of the show, our company's actually located in Tijuana, Mexico, which nobody ever thinks of when it comes to web design and development. Uh, And when most people think of Tijuana, they're thinking of other things that we won't talk about, but we all know what they are. Um, So, yeah, so we give these agencies a team of people uh, to help them set up and and implement. So the strategy is already created. The instructions are given to us, and then we're able to build everything out. And any tweaks and changes that need to be done, uh, we have our team here in Tijuana to be able to help get get all those things done. And one one thing I do want to mention is that, uh, you know, a website is never finished. It's always always a work in uh, in progress, you know, not – not just, you know, like fixing tweaks and changes. Actually, on my own website yesterday, for some reason, uh, a button was showing really, really strange on the website. So I sent a, you know, a little uh, support request over to my team. And I said, hey, guys, can you fix this? And they were able to, to fix it really uh, right away. Those little things happen all the time. But on a bigger scale, like once you start driving more people to the website and you start collecting data, because that's that's another function of a website. This website that I should have mentioned is it's a data collection center. So once you start to collect data, then you can make uh, updates and changes to the site to help improve what we call conversion. You know, getting more leads. So maybe you know your offer that you had up there for the free consultation is just bombing, and so you want to change it. And so maybe instead of free consultation, you change the verbiage, and it could be meet your new consultant. Or maybe you change it all together and it's like download an ebook and then it goes into something else after that, after you've built a little trust with that prospective visitor. So, you know, all those tweaks and changes are gathered by uh, an agency and then interpreted into, hey, this is what we need to do to, to optimize. And, and, and optimization is always, it's always ongoing. So it never really stops. Um, and so like all those support tasks, technical and design related uh, those are the things that we help agencies with. And you mentioned, um, you know, a support ticket. And, and one of the things that um, I, I think is, in my experience, you know, I've worked with a lot of business owners and, you know, we've come into websites that, you know, in various different ways and, you know, some some needed a total overhaul, some needed new content, some needed, you know, some had been around forever and they were on this old platform. And I mean, it's just, it didn't ever seem like two of them are alike. How have you found, um, how have you been able to streamline the process or actually create process that has allowed you 
to, to really move pretty rapidly through what sometimes can be a clumsy process. Yeah, this is one of the things that I nerd out on and that I really, really get excited about that most people are like, God, this like get this away from me. So, but it's like standard operating procedures, right? And being able to see, okay, these things might all look different, but how can we identify what's uh, what's similar within all of them and so that we can create standards and processes for that? So one of the things is standardizing your onboarding process. So the way that you're collecting information from the customer, and this actually can apply to any business. If you have a new, if you have a new client, you know, let's standardize the way that we're collecting all the information that we need so that we can start implementing the solution. I mean, I'm talking about scripting it out, asking the same questions, importing in, in, inputting the information the exact same way with every single uh, new client, new uh, a new client project, and then once that gets conveyed over to whoever is going to start that implementation process, having that person do that process the same way every single time, and basically just breaking down all those things into m- very very small manageable steps. So I think you know process is great, but how do you also fight the inevitable client? or two clients that say, well, we just want to do it this way. I mean, this is how we've always done it. And then, you know, you don't want to lose the business. So you bend a little and next thing you know, you've got 10 different variations of the process. Have you been able to wrangle that in? Yes. And I believe that that starts in the uh, prospecting and sales conversation. So when you work with somebody, you want to establish yourself as the expert. Um, I've, I've torn both of my Achilles believe it or not. And so I've had two very, very different experiences. The first time I tore my Achilles on my left leg, I had absolutely no idea what that process was like. I didn't know that there were different doctors with different skill sets. I didn't know that there were different procedures. I didn't know that there were different rehab, uh, rehab ways to rehab it. So I went into the first guy and it was a disaster. I mean, I, I, I play soccer. I, I played soccer my whole life. And my recovery with that was over two years. It was horrible. The second time I did it, I went into the doctor knowing exactly what I wanted. And I told the doctor, hey, I want this type of procedure. And then he said, perfect. I understand exactly what you're looking for. We're going to do this, 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 and this. And we'll have you up and walking again within 10 weeks. And I was like, this is fantastic. Now, I did not question the second doctor's procedures at all because he completely understood what I was looking for and he had the social proof to back it up that he could give me the results. So he could have told me to eat, you know, a can of lima beans every single day and I would have done it because I had that much respect for his expertise and he had the proof. You know, on his walls he had all these pictures of professional soccer players that he had worked with. And so that's the type of relationship that you want to establish with your new client even before they become a client. So that then they know that you are the expert and they're essentially hiring you because of your expertise. And the big thing with new clients, with clients is that, you know, in many ways they want to be told what to do, but they just want to feel like they're, they're a part of the process. Like nobody wants to feel like they're, they're having information jammed down their throat. And so you could actually build that in to your onboarding process by asking them, hey, you know, so when we initially spoke, you said you're looking for these, this, this, and this. Tell me a little bit more about that. And then once they give that to you, now they feel like they're giving you information. You might actually disregard everything that they say, you know, but still they feel like they're a part of this process. 
And now as you move into the next stage, you can basically deliver your solution that you know is going to work and then also say, hey, and this is how we integrate it in your recommendations or your requests. And now they feel like this is a teamwork type of project. Yeah, and I've I've always contended that that you get ideal clients by teaching them how to be ideal. Um, and and if you have a process that you know is going to deliver value, that if if they adhere to it, then you know I think you, I think you can get pretty confident about saying no. We know this is good for you. Um, and and I I think you're right. I think I think if we don't guide clients, you know they they just assume that it's up to them, you know, to to decide the process. And so uh, I wholeheartedly agree. So Chris, where can people find out more about you and uh, your work at Dude Agency? Yeah. So you can go to the website at dudeagency.io. And then we're also on uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash dudeagency, and then Instagram, dudeagency.io. And then also on YouTube too. So we have a lot of really cool videos, um, fun as as well as like educational and stuff. And then we also have our podcast on our uh, dudeagency.io website. So, and I, I do know a certain somebody who is going to be on that very, very uh, soon. So it's a great, awesome. great listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Chris. And uh, of course, we're going to see you at the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network Summit in in October in Savannah. Yeah. I uh, cannot wait. Cannot wait. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So thanks for stopping by and we'll see you soon. 